Oh, shit.
Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Trash Talk. I'm Nate Trash. Today, I'm joined by my good friend Dylan. And Dylan is security manager, event organizer, a great dude, and a really good friend of mine. So before we bring Dylan in here, we... We're going to do our little run through the sponsors, of course. Canadian Extreme Metal Radio. Uh, find them on Facebook. Find them on Instagram. And uh, all their DJs should be there. They're, they have a, a radio show going every day of the week. So check it out. Check it out for sure. Camp Misfit Clothing. If you've seen my awesome all over print trash talk shirts, those came from Camp Misfit. That is an Edmonton-based supplier. Uh, find them on Instagram. Find them on Facebook. Cursed Earth Apparel and Print, that's the company I work for. And that is who supplies all my merchandise. This tube as well. Cursed Earth Apparel. Uh, also, check out uh, my band Horrify. Oh, let's point it this way. I'm backwards. Horrify Bandcamp. Subscribe on YouTube. Please hit follow. Once we get to 500 followers, I'm going to do a couple badass giveaways. And, like, it's the longer it takes to get there... The more stuff I have to build up, but the quicker we get there, the more giveaways we can do. And I get cool shit all the time, so might as well just fucking do a whole bunch of them. So, all of this gets uploaded to YouTube after we're done. Follow for more content on Twitch. We stream every Monday and Thursday. Uh, Also, Absolute Underground Magazine, Mountain Bistro Pizzeria in Bragg Creek. Go check them out. Prohibitor Studios, Octave Studios Medicine Hat. Nick the Music Dude, the sponsors are, the sponsors list is getting long. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to set a rolling credits for all the sponsors at the end. I got to get my credits scene back with my outro song. My buddy Ted supplied a pretty killer outro song and uh, he didn't even know it when he wrote it, but he wrote it specifically for that. I know it. And that's the story I'm sticking with. So fuck you, Ted. You fucking prick. All right, let's figure out what's going on here with our good friend, Dylan. Now, we got Dylan right there. Now, let's give him some sound here. There we go. Where do we go? Oh, we can... Can They can hear Dylan, but I got to... Oh, they can hear me? Sorry, I I smoked a before this. Oh, good. I mean, there he is. I hear you now, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. Is there another way to to do this uh, show besides ha- twisting up a and sparkling before you do this? Really? Pretty much. Like <laughs> that's 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 the whole that's the whole schmangle, man. That's the whole fucking just thing. Just relax, chillax, and let the vibe flow, and just kind of see where the conversation goes, right? That's what it's all about, man. So, Dylan, how you doing today, buddy? Not too bad, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No, it's uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago before I messaged you and we were talking about doing this, I went back and I watched a lot of the old stuff from la- the last little bit here. Just like, you know, that's actually pretty cool. I'm gonna take him up on his offer and just like let's reconnect. And besides, not only that, but I had to give you your battery pack back too. But I mean, no, it, it's something that uh, I've been kind of wanting to do. Get out there a little bit more and just. Uh, it's like, yo, this is who I am. This is what I do. To anybody who's unfamiliar, you can get to know me a little bit more. But those who uh, who do know me, there might be some uh, 
shocking things, not so much, but uh, no, it's right. Some spicy details. Oh yeah, no, it's in the last little while. I've uh, I've definitely taken up a, a great little hobby of uh, volunteering at different festivals. Right, like uh, loud as hell. I started off years ago. Right, um, year number two. I remember the f- going there for the first year, but I I don't remember really being there all that much because I took to heart the slogan before it was really even the actual slogan for loud as hell, drunk as fuck. Like I went pretty hard, but uh, yeah, I don't know, early 2020, uh, 2012, I believe it was uh, when Ryan Samtrack actually gave me a shout. Like I've, I've known Sam for a number of years. Like, so I actually met him outside of the metal scene because like my musical love has started long, long ago. Right. Listening to classic rock and metal, you know, with, uh, with the parents, <clears throat> like, in the garages, out in the yards, right? Barbecues, small little place where I grew up. There's like 30 people. So everybody's, you know, family and whatnot. So just growing up out there, just getting involved with the bar out there. From four years old, going to play pool on little steps tool, getting to work out there from 12 and getting involved with all these sorts of different musicians from all over the place. Not only that, but then uh, my mother, she was a uh, one of the directors for a nationally known uh, fundraising music festival of mixed variety called East Coulee Spring Fest. Ooh, spicy. Did, yeah, so there's like, that's got country, rock, uh, it's got hillbilly, blues, jazz, you, you name it. It's got like all mixed for 12 hours, four different sets. And I got to experience all sorts of music. So I, I love all forms of music. I've taken a lot of passion for music and put it into what I do now, which is I mean, like hell. Like I said, I ran into Sam years ago. I, I knew Jeff when he first moved down to Drumheller <clears throat> with uh, Jurassic King when he first opened up downtown. I was helping him set up at 15 years old. And then uh, mom comes in to check it out and he slides the paper across and he's 16, right? <laughs> 15. And he goes, he's 16. He's 16 right? years old. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. So picked it out, and I got my very first tattoo for free for, for helping him set up his shop when he got there. Nice. So I've known Jeff since he came to Drum as well, too. So knowing both the guys that uh, I got that tie going. And I was just like I said, my first year didn't work. It went out there just to support and to check it out. Fucking loved it. So when Sam asked me to take part in security, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Throw me on for a couple shifts. So I went there Friday. I went there early. And I remember walking around, getting the feel for it. Just, okay, it's not too bad, right? This is pretty cool. And just getting to talk to people. Just like, oh, hey, who are you? We haven't seen you around before. And so as I'm walking around the grounds, just like, okay, this is pretty cool. I, I get to like this. And then everything starts with the music. And just experiencing that first shift on Friday when they first opened, it was like, okay, no. I'm going to continue to do this, right? So for that entire weekend, I was a machine. I didn't stop. Every single shift on all the time. And then uh, at the end of that year, Ryan and Jeff both go like, hey, you want to be a part of the uh, the team as uh, head of security? I'm just like, yeah, I can do that, sure. So for the next three years, I headed up security. End of year five, 
they came up to me because year five we had our very first sellout right that was with unleash the archers that was a fucking great fucking show and then every year since then we've sold out so you're then you're six 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 that one came up they had offered me the title as volunteer or as the festival coordinator i was just like what does that entail and they're just like pretty much everything you do now just with the actual title <laughs> right going around unclogging toilets fucking stock and shit being one of the first ones up and cleaning up and getting pancakes out the door and then last one to bed closing up making sure everything's closed and locked shut off yeah i don't stop and that's part of the reason why i'm going on year five as their fast coordinator yeah Dude, baby five years out of ten like this this will be this year marks half my life uh sorry half of its life i've been as festival coordinator five of the best years and they've all been <laughs> sellouts well except this past year obviously couldn't because the open air right uh, that was, well, yeah, now it's going to be okay so now it's going to be now it's going to be way more fun to sell out because it's open air like we got we can't stress this enough everybody <laughs> It's open air, like it. There's big mucho room. Like last year was awesome, and there was space. There was fucking space. So get your tickets. They're gonna be okay. They're they're gonna be. I talked to Jeff. I talked to Jeff. Me and Jeff might have worked something out, but he's gonna be popping on here probably when he's ready to talk about dropping ticket links. And same as last year, we might be doing a little fucking earlier bird thing. So tune back in for that. Sorry, Dylan. Keep going, buddy. It's all good. You know what? I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, in all, over all the years, like, as as the pre-sales start coming up and announcements start dropping, like, it was difficult. I know for Jeff and a lot of uh, a lot of the others that went through a lot of the submissions and, and started working the, the grunt of the work to get this one started. But now talking to him in the last few little while, getting to know exactly what he's after and what his what his division is for it. It's just like, you know what? I see that too. Let's execute it. Right. So we got some good things coming up this year. Like, you know, last year was uh was pretty mixed. I mean we had uh little uh, was that little God that was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I was we got, we got with him. His name's Dallas. He's a really good dude. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking that's like, you know, that's the start of broadening what we uh we offer in our scope because our metal community is not just all about metal and that and that proved it right there too right hell yeah he partied with it. us too he partied it up with us he's not a drinker but smoked a lot of pot with us he's a good dude <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no and in, in all the years of, of working with with uh jeff and ryan and and then uh sloan box she's also uh the volunteer coordinator for loud as hell so she's also got Decimate as well. Yeah. Decimate's best. Yeah. And it's just like, end of year eight, she comes out to me and she goes, would you like to be a part of Decimate and be on the crew? And she's like, yeah, I'd be honored. Cool. So yeah, I've been a part of uh, part of Decimate for the last few years. And uh, we put on the High River Show last year on, on September 11th. And then back uh, previous October up in uh, Shakers in Edmonton there, we did a one day thing up there too. Oh yeah. Okay. So somebody, um, 
I, somebody mentioned that. I can't remember if it was a Facebook comment or if it was on Instagram or something, but they said, I mentioned that you were doing the interview, and they said that they met you at Decimate when it was in Edmonton. Yeah, I think that was uh, uh, Larry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Larry. I've never, I, I have so many people on Instagram or on, on <laughs> social media that like I'm super tight with on social media. But I know them by their profile picture and their name, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, my profile picture is an advertisement poster. So, to go by profile pictures, like, I, I call, I call all every one of these people my fucking buddies. So, like, if I give That's you, story. yeah, if I give you X's and O's and I love yous on on fucking Facebook, I'll give that to you in person if I fucking know who you are. <laughs> but then again. Yeah. Yeah. I've been known. I've been known to give that to a fucking stranger too. So, same, right? I've, I've done that for years working with Ryan and Jeff at Loudest Hell Carried that over to Decimate. Hell, I think it was uh, year three for them. My first year as head of security. Before we have do anything that year, I went to Armstrong for the first time. I got to experience it out there. Check out what they did for security, right? Because my first year heading it out. I'm, I'm not going to fuck this up. So I go ahead and just say, okay, they use paid security. I looked at what they did and just like, what I ended up doing was taking what they modeled for their security and I modeled that myself and made it a little more strict and streamlined. Because like, because funny story, actually part of the, uh, one of the things that uh, got me more recognized for the Armstrong crew was actually one year I went out there and I had hitchhiked out there, like I had done quite a few times, right? Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get, so I get out there and check in security. I'm, walk, I'm looking at everything and all the little loops and everything. People are bringing in their outside drinks and vice versa. Bags are getting snuck with stuff inside of it. And all of a sudden, somebody had talked about having a, uh, I thought I heard something about a weapon in a bag. I'm just like, oh, that's always good. So I go up to the, the door. I'm just like, hey, do you guys check bags? Oh, we, can, we can't check bags. I'm just like, that's bullshit. I know the laws here in BC. I've, I've, I've done security in BC before. The laws clearly state you can uh, open your bag. You don't go into it, obviously, but you ask them to open the bag. If they, okay, take a look. Done, right? If so, go on in. If not, sorry. No, bag's not allowed in. So... I got on top of that, and the next morning I went out to the, the security briefing with the boss of the company. Just like, so what's going on with this? And he goes, no, no. I'm just like, hey, you know what? We'll we'll talk with uh, with everybody afterwards. We'll have a little meeting after. We'll have a little yeah. chat in a few. Yeah. And, and see, I can imagine you saying this, and like all five <laughs> and a half feet of you, and like your breaking <laughs> ponytail, just like. Don't worry. And then there's like all your rings. We're going to talk about this later. Click, 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 Just... click, click. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck yes. is that guy? Bro, I think that was your new boss. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the uh, end of the, that year's festival, because that was the my third year, uh, had enough security for Loud to sell. And I went back to check it out because I found all those loopholes and whatnot. So finally, 
at the end of the festival, the, the guy's coming up to talk to Jesse in the back. And so I go in before him. And it's like, hey, Jesse, I want to be here for this. He goes, why? What's going on? What did you do? <laughs> Jesse, no, it's, it's all good, bro. It's all good. And I just want to bring something to your attention. <laughs> so I brought that whole thing up. And Jesse goes, yeah, no, this, this guy right here, he runs a volunteer ship, security, it, for a few different festivals. If you want to see how security should be done, go check out Long as Hell. Yeah, baby. Next year, he was there. He checked it out. <laughs> he I'm was, hoping Jesse shows up this year. I you know it's going to be. I would love for him to. I mean, it's your crossed, team, right? But I doubt it because, uh, you know, he'll be doing fucking Armstrong this year. And hopefully, yeah. I will be out there with you guys. Fingers fucking crossed. There's a lot of planning that needs to get done. But it could be fucking doable. I'm crazy enough to fucking do it. And, like, so's my fucking crew. Yeah. <laughs> so. It turns the security out in the, at AMF there. When he found out, yeah. and he's seen that, all the security guards there, he's, they said, it's just like, this guy right here, yeah, it doesn't matter if he's got a pass or not. If he's coming through, you let him through. People who try to give me a hard time, it's just like, do you not understand? Get your boss. It's like, what? Get your boss. Just tell him it's Dylan. And they're just, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and it... What was it uh, three years ago? AMF actually had a water uh, water leak or some sort of water situation happen in the back, and equipment was almost getting destroyed because of that. Fucking caught that and just like, yo, water. So because of uh, me just walking around aimlessly, just checking things out, I probably saved a couple of grand hours of uh, equipment. Oh yeah, buddy. Not just that. The you probably saved yourself the whole ordeal and experience of it too because not it doesn't matter if you dealt with it well or if you well actually it does matter if you dealt with it well but if it would have went really badly and you would have dealt with it well there still would have been the whole fact of getting it fixed the insurance claims all my yeah. I, I work with a guy we, we did a safety course last week he said that he went away for christmas and the day before he got back his uh, he had a water pipe go inside his wall and he's oh. like, he's like, it's four hundred thousand dollars in damage, man. It's pretty much the house burnt down, but it's water damage instead of fire damage. I'm like, uh, no fucking way. He's like, luckily I pay, I pay for insurance, but that doesn't mean that I'm not homeless right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so like, that's just it. Like that, the whole and the aggravation in his in his mind and, and in his eyes and everything talking about it, right? So you catching that early. Not just say, because, you know, insurance might have fixed it, but it still would have taken time to get fixed, and it would have been a headache to get fixed, and because you caught it, none of that headache, all that headache was avoided. So, that makes you a spicy deer, man. You're a fucking good dude. <laughs> fucking keeping that eye out. That fucking laser eye. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the longest time I had my profile pick is uh, just doing the whole... Just like, damn, I do look like I mean business. <laughs> Fucking business, man. Fuck, speaking of business, my first year, my first year as Loud as Hell's festival coordinator, there is this, uh, I, I gave you a little bit of a writing about this, but there is a band, Cocaine Mustache, came out. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I think, I, I know of those guys, and I think I know one or two of them. 
but they're so, yeah, fucking they, insane. Oh, they're hilarious. They're fun. They're they're raunchy. I mean, bro, if you if you need any sort of entertainment to help pick up boost and just compliment a lot of different uh, varieties those guys are fucking it they play like, so well too they're tight fuck yeah they're one of bc's best for sure yeah so uh yeah they were out because they were doing the the headliner for the app for the after party on friday night but uh <laughs> their plus one brought a plus one little uh groupie along young little thing this was a big tall native guy he's probably about six eight and pushing about 300 pounds of muscle somebody don't want to run into angry in a back alley kind of looking guy and not somebody that little dylan wants to run into angry ever <laughs> yeah so i actually had to that's the sad thing oh right? no so you can kind of understand where this is going probably with i said a little 20 year something year old groupie Oh, she's she's going to scamper and looking for another hookup that's younger and, and hotter, and she finds her Dylan. prey. It no, was... it was not. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. Actually, because I would have been able to handle the situation probably a lot better. <laughs> there probably would have been less blood. At least, yeah, maybe. Can't guarantee it. But anyways, <laughs> this this young girl goes up to this guy ordering food. Can you get me something? I'm hungry and. By this time, uh, the guy she came with found her. Yeah, I want you to buy her something. Thinking that, oh, this guy is approaching my girl. He says, I don't even know who she is. Like, why don't you buy her something? I, 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 okay, so the food truck that was there last year, that was set up by me and DJ. Um, Chef Scotian was, is one of my buddy, is one of my guy DJ's friends. And, uh, I was like, DJ, can you score me? Because I was broke last year. I fucking did not plan for any of it at all. And then, like, I'm, I had a job fucking fall through. So I, like, got laid off. And then I got back to work just in time for loud as hell. And it didn't work out for me very well. So that's needless to say. I asked, I was like, DJ, can you give me something to eat? And he's like, fuck no. <laughs> not everything's free. I was like, you gotta, like, I was like, oh. Yes, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they're, they're a great bunch out there. Those, I think they're coming back. I think that's the word. Ooh, fucking right. Get me some of them fucking Donair spring rolls, man. Fuck yeah. Right. See, I go back to this big uh, yeah, okay. Keep going with check that. here. He starts getting rowdy and pushy with this guy and starts pushing back and forth. And I hear Cause I'm all the that's all the smoke pit like where the the stage is now yeah or where the very the big bay door that was in that little area where it used to be by the smoke pit food area and I'm all the way at the front doors so I hear and on the earpiece there's a situation in the smoke pit so I book it across the entire barn get out there just as there's like three fists flown Ooh. and then stopped pushed aside like a toll buddy that that uh the innocent bystander who had no idea what the hell was going on to begin with told him to sit tight. I want to talk to him for a sec, but I need to get that situated over there. That the big guy. And he was okay. It's like, you stay right here. And, <laughs> he, didn't, and he didn't listen. So I look at Willie cause Willie, the lead singer from cocaine. I'm just like, you keep him right here for now. I, I'll be right back. And Willie's just like, okay, but okay. I got you. 
So I go in and talk to the guy. I'm just like, what the hell happened? And he goes, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. Give him your side of the story. This guy starts getting irate because by this time, Ryan and Jeff are behind me and the three of us are going up to him. And he's starting to just, I don't want to fucking be here. And love this. I paid for this. And just going off like so entitled in this big guy. And I'm pushing him towards the front where same clothing. Reg had it, uh, had his uh, clothing there. <laughs> I, sh- I, I can't remember. Reg and his son were outside. I'm just like, we need in there. And he opens up and I shove the big guy in there. Really goes after. There's uh, Reg and his son that they go in. There's myself and then Ryan and Jeff. And this guy's still going off. There's Ryan and Jeff behind me. Uh, Reg and his son are between, like, off to the side at the very far back. And then Willie and somebody else. Oh, um, fucking Brian. Willie, Brian, and this guy are all on the other end. And he's yelling at them, just like, Ryan and Jeff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to get his attention. Finally, I just grab him by the collar of the shirt, pull him down so he's eye level with me. So he's looking at him. <laughs> and I just yelled in his face, you're fucking dealing with me. And Ryan and Jeff can't fucking save your sorry ass. I'm the only fucking hope you got here right fucking now. So you're going to listen. And as I finished, I pushed him back up and I gave him an uppercut to the chin. Turned to stand up straight. And just a little one, right? It wasn't too hard. And I didn't have the rings on that day. <laughs> so he was lucky. But he, that got his attention. And he looks down. Whoa, shit. This little guy just fucking kind of overshadowed me. So I'm like, what the fuck happened? So he told me his side of the story. I told Buddy's side of the events. And he goes, really? She was, I'm, just, you know, I'm like, yeah, buddy. Sorry, but to say you were in the wrong. And he goes, fuck. Okay. Uh- Reacted. I'm just like, yeah, bro, you know what? This is where calmer has deeper fail. Like, I get it. First night here, you're getting all hyped up for your buddies to go on stage. You've had quite a bit to drink, right? You've already been here the night before, partying. So, you know, I get it. I understand. I've been there. But here's what's going to happen now. If he agrees to, I want both of you to have a beer and pancakes in the morning and talk it up. And he's, would you agree to that? And he goes, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll agree to it. Like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to him. So I found Buddy again. Just like, okay. So big guy says that he's willing to sit down and talk and have a beer and pancakes with in the morning uh, about about it all. But you know what? I'm gonna buy the first round for you both. So I'm gonna let him know that you're on board. And I'm gonna let him know about the first round on the house. And he goes, Cool. So they met up with me the next morning. I grabbed their pancakes of the first ones to grab food. I set it down, nice pipe and hot, fresh, cold beer waiting for him. And they're just like they talked it out. The rest of the weekend, they're inseparable. That's usually how it goes. Like, I remember getting into, like, little spats at the bar, playing shows and stuff. And that's how you make friends in small towns. Yeah. Like, you beat each other up. (laughs) You beat each other up all through school, and then you become friends at the fucking bar later on, beating up other guys. It's like, no, 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 you can't beat up the guys in my fucking town. I beat up the guys in my fucking town. Yeah, no, no, my town, my town boys are are my hands only. (laughs) There you go, that's right. I only, I love to put my hands on my boys. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) That's, That's Nate, that's Nate after dark talk. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not even eight o'clock yet hey man <laughs> i fucking you know what i'm i feel really old okay i just turned 30 oh, but i'm like a 30 year old senior citizen man okay just the other week 
I was talking to this, uh, I'm, a, I'm in a recovery a support group and talked to this one person. She goes, yeah, all you ones that were born in the 1900s. And just like, I got, I was gossiping. Like, what? The 1900s? All you boys grow. <laughs> and what? then the guys, the guys in the back, they put their walkers in the air and they were really angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to chase after her, but I threw my back out on a sneeze. <laughs> the 1900s wow i know right just it's like it almost made it sound like i could have been a kitty hawk watching the wright brothers take off those boys in their <laughs> waistcoats and their pocket watches <laughs> girl okay, okay. I, I know my body feels old because i abused it growing up on the farm and horses and whatnot and sports and stupid shit playing jackass before it was a thing oh yeah but like, god damn, a mid-30s guy shouldn't be made to feel like he is ancient dust I can't... in a simple statement. Yeah, man, I, I have like a couple of beers now, and the next day, I feel like I was rolled through a fucking cement mixer and left out to dry, man. Like, holy oh. fuck. For days after, too. Oh, bro, like, when I was still drinking loud as hell, I didn't really party per se during the weekends it wasn't until the last night that i ever get my party on and boy did i ever you know it's, it's you know it's bad when i come back to the fest the next year and people some people know that i'm uh, doing the sober thing and they're just like fuck man you really needed to get clean and sober i've just gotten like, that a lot too dylan i've gotten that a lot too the I weird thing is I thought they're the ones that had the issues and the problems, but when that, they're the ones saying that to me, how was it really? Holy shit! Well, and you look, you look at the, you look at some of the people who say it, and like I, I started to realize this over time. Um, after I got sober, the it took a long time for people to accept that I was because I'm not like, I'm not sober sober. Like I still have a drink here and there. I still fucking. It's been a while since I party just because I've been so busy and that's how I want to be. Yeah. I want to be busy because then I don't have time to go out and party because I know that if I got to work, then I don't drink. So I'm just trying to keep my mindset at work all the time. But what I noticed was it took a long time to convince people that I wasn't a party animal, right? So like people would always like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get invited to certain things because Nate might go off or Nate shows up broke and then drinks everybody's booze and you know, the usual stuff with, and it's yeah. not, it's not unique to my situation at all, like at all. So uh, that's another thing I realized too. My situation wasn't unique. Like I wasn't a special kind of addicted or like <laughs> fucked up. I was fucked up. It, and the only thing special about it was that it was me and not somebody else, but it was still, you know, I had my problems and I had to fix them. And then when I started to fix them, I got the same thing. A whole lot of, wow, man, you know, you made a really good choice. I'm really, I'm really proud of you. And now it's like, oh, yeah. and I see the people who say it. And usually I see those people in this setting of partying and drinking and having a good time. So what happens, and this is what happened with me is a lot of people, because five days a week I work. It's been that way for years since I was 16. So there was the odd space between a job here or like I do night shift work when uh, when I was waiting for the winter to go away so I could go back roofing. But I did it for years. 
But every time people saw me, like at shows and stuff, or at other people's shows, my own shows, whichever, wasted. Just wasted the whole time. So people started to think that because they saw me like, the only time they saw me like that, or the only time they saw me was when I was wasted. So in their mind, I was wasted all the fucking time. And I acted on the internet the same way I act in person, wasted. Because you get you don't yeah. get to see people in action. You just see the words on the screen, and then you project your emotions oh, yeah. onto it, right? And see, that was the big thing. That was why I was able to hide having uh, having any sort of really any concerns or issues uh, per se for the most part. Because most people see me working my ass off, staying and not not partying, whatnot, and always working, work, work, right? Being that that go to guy. But outside of the fests, outside of the shows, outside of the industry itself, oh yeah, no. No, and that was the beautiful thing about music is it kept me sane and, and, and kept me grounded through yes. those dark times. Yeah. And, and, oh, fuck. If it wasn't for music and, and especially the, the metal community, bro, I don't know if I would have fucking made it out of those dark times, to be honest. Yeah, I can, I'm right there with you. Like, Cal, moving out to Calgary was the best thing I ever did in my life. And I moved out under some pretty rough circumstances. So, like... My daughter was just born, $60, garbage bag full of clothes, and a job in Calgary. So I was ready and totally mindset prepared to sleep under a bridge until I got my first paycheck. Just because I knew I had to get better and get moving. And now, yeah. being, being sober, because 90% of the time I'm sober, I have a couple beers and I'll go off once every couple of months. And that's even getting few and far between because the next day I usually have something to do. Like, oh, it feels my cool. time. But last days, right? Days exactly, of going like oh. exactly. And you think you think that when you're at the shows and after your shows, you're having a couple of drinks with the other band members and stuff, and you know other the other bands that played. And and sure, there is that networking time, but you think that it's a lot more productive than it actually is. When you're wasted <laughs> and you're talking shit, you're not making fucking plans. Oh no! It's it's and what plans are there are so convoluted and loose. And it's like, holy shit! You wake up the next. Well, for me at least, I woke up the next day embarrassed a lot of the time. Like, did I really fucking say that? Like, I hope that I don't get a fucking message about something to go and do something that I fucking said last night. Because fuck me, I don't. That was so dumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now the productivity um, level has gone through the fucking roof. Because I don't just sit around and talk about shit anymore. I'm oh, yeah, no, and that whole productivity aspect of getting busy. Like, shit, man, because of, of I, I call it growing up a little bit more, like adulting to a better capacity. Yeah. And doing that now, I'm going back to school, and it's something that, fuck, a high school dropout who hasn't gotten the equivalency yet still is going for post-secondary again for something else that he enjoys. So it's like, yeah, I know the high school diploma and, or GED can be a downfall in, in employment in some instances, but like, sometimes you got to look at post-secondaries outside of high school too. How about experience? That's another thing that uh, I've uh, I've really taken an adage to working in the, the music industry the way I do. Bring those fresh ones in who've never done it before. Show them. Show, like, if I can get my hands on them and help mold them, Oh, we'll have a a great team. Like that, that's exactly what we're doing. Is not matter where we go. Like look at AMF; we've got the same consistent team, right? 
you see that you're starting to see that loud as hell. Decimate's starting to get that way too. Like all these ones, Metallion, and it was still going. Fuck, did you ever happen to get up to Metallion at all? No, no. So okay, so when those festivals were going on, like the first Metalocalyptic, uh, Farmageddon, Metallion, when because we had at one point, I think it was 2015, 2016, there was a fucking festival circuit to do in Western oh. fucking Canada. Okay, so let's lay it out here. Because there's some that I might know that you didn't know. Now, there's Lethbridge Death Fest. Yep. Okay? We headlined that one for one of our last year's world-class white trash did. I wish I had the fucking poster for that one. Uh, That one was sick. So, Lethbridge Death Fest. And then there was Medicine Hat Hell's Basement Festival. Nathaniel. Nathaniel's in the chat right now. He knows all about that one. And then there was Alt Waves Festival in Medicine Hat as well. So that's what came after Hell's Basement Festival. And then there was Calgary Metal Fest. There was uh, Loesh Fest, which happened outside of fucking Didsbury. That was done by the Maimed Wolf crew and my fucking crew. It happened twice. It only happened twice. And that was it. I did not get to go out there. I got some old tickets from that, man. Like wow, it was, bro, that's fucking sick. Like ooh. I, I remember when uh, people were talking about that, and I was just like, dude, it sounded like it was so much fun. Yeah. So Nathaniel also did the first alt waves, and then passed that on to the other crew so that he could focus on all the shit that we're doing and his band yeah. because no hope for the lost fucking slaps. And then there it was. Uh, we have oh, Justin Shadows. And the uh, Halloween fucking Days of the Dead festival. Ah, yes. That Shout was out good. to Justin Shadows. October yeah. fucking Halloween Halloween. festival. I, I'm hoping he gets to come down fucking this year. Yes, I hope so I need too. to give that man a massive hug because uh, I miss it. I so, so, let's keep on trucking here. Now, that's five, I think. And then we had... It was so, the six, and that's four that I've uh, there was, helped. See, there you go. There was four that you helped with. So, and then there was... There was uh, Metal Mountain back in the day. This was back when fucking World Class White Trash first started, like 2000. I believe the last one was 2011. Or 2010. God. But I'm pretty sure Metal Mountain rebranded with Tyson Travnik. Because I'm pretty sure he was on on that one too, and Middle Mountain, I'm pretty sure became Farmageddon. And I then, remember Farmageddon getting up and going. And first year I was not there. But, uh, two and three, the second one was pretty decent. It was drier than third year. My God, that third year as their head, his head of security for his, the final year of it was oh cold, wet, miserable, but fun. Brutal. That's brutal. And oh wait, that was. was this is around the first time Decimate cracked off too. No, this was pre-Decimate. Yeah, and then this there is there was, yeah. was Armstrong. Yeah, Shredminton. Okay, now you're talking. That was the one after Farmageddon. I think it was two years after Travnik put that on. Yeah, and then there was there's Armstrong, Metalocalyptic, and Metallion in BC. Yeah, uh, and then oh, can't forget Thank You Island Metal Fest when it was when it was still going. Which one? Casey Rogers put on uh, Vancouver Island Metal Fest. I didn't know that. I, I was down in Victoria. 
Yeah, uh, I think it was three years uh, Vancouver Island Metal Fest went on uh, down in uh, Victoria. Sick. Fucking sick. I thought I fucking yeah. had my shit on lock. All right, this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't hate the player, just hate the game. Sometimes. I don't hate the player or the game. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> can you? I hate the bad jokes I make. Oh, fuck. It's called getting older and making dad jokes. I mean, come on. Oh, Serenity loves it. And this morning, <laughs> this morning, she, we were sitting on the couch having breakfast before school, and she fucking farted and looked at me, and she's like, do you smell that, Dad? I was like, Serenity. She's like, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and she started laughing at me. I was like, oh, man. Oh, what are you doing? That, that's, good, that's what you do. We had a good laugh this morning. That's how we. That's how you have a good morning with your kid. Is you have a laugh, even if even if she does like fart right in your fucking face, like Jesus Christ, kid. Okay, so keep oh. going here. Keep going here. Let's keep let's keep on fucking trucking. Okay, so you're laying out crazy experiences here. You're getting sober. You're moving on to bigger and more fucking powerful things at the festival. Now, what changed? What was the first thing that you noticed changed in your own attitude when you started doing all of this sober? Because I know that you're still going to the after parties and hanging out with everyone. Because these are your people. These are my people. This is what we do. So, it's family. And this year, I'm planning on planning on being sober probably the whole time just because now I have the whole... If I drink tonight, it's going to wreck tomorrow mentality. So there's a good chance that I'm going to be right there with you. So this is a little bit for my own peace of mind as well. So what was the big thing, the biggest thing that changed in your personal attitude when you started doing these same things and having these same interactions, but sober? Because I know for some people, well, for myself, if I'm, if I'm chilling and I'm relaxed and I'm, I have to deal with a, a drunk guy who's partying it up and who's fucking maybe like done a little bit extra besides drinking a beer and they talk and they yell and they, they and then I, ha I think like, this is how I used to act. And then I get a little agitated and a little closed off. So what was, what was one thing that changed with you? Oh, I definitely, uh, one of the first things I noticed was the whole aspect of how the job was not what I thought it was. Right, like that—that's a huge thing that I—I uh, I really kind of understand. Yeah, a lot of my job is socializing to extent and whatnot, but like being open air now really fucking kicked it off into this aspect of how I can now compartmentalize how I de delegate things, like just entirely how I operate in, in the physical world and in the mental state as well too. How it's increased, how it's been able. To to really look at different avenues and to the point where there's, like I said, Chef and I talked a little while ago, there's some new things that are coming to the fest. Uh, last week, you and I were talking and some other things yeah. I'm going to bring up to Jeff as well now too, right? We talked about some this cool is, stuff. Yeah, so we certainly did, yeah. No, and, uh, you know, I'd, I imagine once we get to the point, fingers crossed and up to Valhalla that, so it comes out that uh, we can make all of that a reality 
Well, you right? let and me know so whatever you need for help too, man, because I <laughs> am fully invested in the festivals and everything too. Like, this is this is my fucking shit just as much as it is your shit. I just don't have as much at stake as you do. But I'm still fully fucking 100% like invested in these <laughs> things happening and going on. Like, the festivals are very, very important very important for for the success and like further growth of the scene because people who who might have never thought of checking out local bands might go to that fucking festival and say i never i never heard of any of these bands before and then that might all of a sudden that stirs up new fans that stirs up maybe even somebody who's i play guitar and i didn't even know there was any bands around here you know what i mean very important stuff. If you need any help or anything, you let you let public yeah, trash know. My cool. crew is at your disposal. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. And going through all the band submissions with with Sloan for Desi has has been one of those things where, just for the, the amount of, uh, I don't want to call it notoriety, but that's that's kind of what it boils really down to the notoriety of of the work that her and I do throughout the scene itself, and. Oh, yeah, Sloan really was good main, friends. Sloan was the main booker for a while and uh, the main yeah. promoter in Calgary for a while. And she was bringing big bands in. Like, I was thinking about it today because I'm compiling a list of like potential <laughs> interviews that I want to approach people for. And one of them is one of them that got on there was Johnny and Andrew from Carcosa and Angel Maker. And I remember. When I saw Angel Maker was at fucking Vern's and I was fucking feeding them dabs in their van and it was Sloan <laughs> that set up the show. God, that was that was a little while back. Yeah, like five, six fucking years ago now. I was still on Vancouver Island, but uh, I was still popping out to Alberta here once in a while. I remember, I remember... Okay, I remember when I started to get my shit together to make my fucking way back into the scene. Because after World Class split up, I backed out for a bit. I needed to kind of reassemble myself and figure out what the fuck I was going to do. I tried to look for bands and stuff, and it wasn't working. But, uh, oh shit, I lost my fucking train of thought here. I had that hoot, and now I'm all fuzzy again. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, no, I, so, I remember I was trying to take this into direction of... of and submissions and whatnot oh okay okay what what i was saying i was trying to get back into the scene and uh yeah trying to figure out how to get back into the scene and i was popping into those shows sloan is doing a great job with those fucking shows she's killing it but yeah go with your band what, what were you doing with band submissions were you seeing a lot of really okay. new stuff popping up hell yeah so it, because what you're just talking about getting that exposure out there and getting new people to experience this and, and discovering new aspects of, of the genre that we love that gets so in-depth, right? But I think we have close to, to 300 now subgenres uh, and genres of uh, types of metal. I don't even want to fuck... Why would I you know. even say that, Dylan? Because Dylan, this is you're gonna this is one thing that up. to somebody who's going through these submissions, we have, to, we have to look at all the different angles of it, right? Okay, 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 here's the question. But here's the cool thing is we've got so many bands just in Decimate from around the world. Yeah. Bro, like there, there's been bands from Italy that have applied. There's been bands from, there's a band from, uh, I believe it's Denmark or Norway, one of the two. Northern Europe, they're coming, they, they want to come over and play. Like 
there's another, I think there was one from Brazil. Okay, now I got to ask you this. Have you guys gotten a submission from a band from Mexico called Shadow of Death? That I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, you got to so, tell me, you got to tell me on the back end of this, okay? Because <laughs> um, if you have, shoot me. if you have, I give, I will give you my full endorsement for that band, okay? Because Eddie Bones <laughs> is one of my best fucking buddies and he works his ass to the bone to, for his music and for everything. He's just, he's a busy guy like me. He runs a merch company. He's a tattoo artist. He does the band thing. He's a teacher. He just got his master's degree in teaching. Like he's an animal. And yes, so he's if you get if you ever come if you come across his submission, neither confirm nor deny, he has my full endorsement. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, and I will pass that along to other ones as well too. If if you get the submission, if you get the submission, <laughs> pass it along, okay? <laughs> oh yes. You know, and then the cool thing about all these local bands that we do see that we haven't gotten to see on our stages yet, right? Or even out there. Like, bro, I, I got to say that there's this one band that it, that's in the city here that just recently came together. It was like, it was late submission. Don't get me wrong. So we almost, almost didn't give it, right? Any thoughts? We checked it out. Bro. Calgary's got some hidden fucking talent that I haven't seen at all. Oh, I've been yeah. a part of this scene for fucking close to over 20 years in Southern Alberta. They got like, some new stuff coming every year, man. That's one thing that I've seen with the podcast. Get submissions with the podcast, and now we're doing the live sessions. Is the bands that are popping up, they're wild. They're fucking awesome. God. Like there's one that we fell in love with and we've, we pumped it quite a bit. And especially specifically, I pumped it too. Uh, Lucia from Vancouver, three piece. Lucia. Yeah. Ooh, what kind of, what kind, what kind of subgenre? It's very like, very dark, deep rumble. Like just. Like shoegaze pumped. doom. Oh, bro. Okay. It's, it's insane. Uh, what what was the song title that I was trying to think of? There are no great or shit. Give me one sec. This yeah, is fucking. Yeah. Weird. It sounds like it sounds like ambient blackened death gaze. Um, so yeah, it's called uh, "There Is No Book." Your fathers are dead in the ground. Oh yeah, it's definitely shoe black gaze. Core. Oh yeah. Mm, so it sounds it, like death heaven. Oh, it certainly is, and that's. Green he's got in there too. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds to me like it's probably right. do they have like one of the like wispy like spidery logos? Uh no. No, no. they do not. What do you mean no? No, just they do not. Give me a sec, I'll uh, I'll actually show you. <sighs> so I'm not right. sure you can see but oh they got a V for a U. They're metalcore yep. then. Yeah, uh, the album's called Moments of Drift. They're metalcore for sure. Oh, it's so melodic too. Yeah, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, you're you're in the chat right now, Nathaniel. L V C I A. Check it out. Look it up. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if it's metalcore. It, it, well, it's uh, the 
their YouTube channel is L-U-C-I-A. Nathaniel's going to check it up and tell me if it's metalcore or not. And he, he will <laughs> tell me if I am completely fucking wrong, too. He's, it's about a four or five minute intro. They're either metalcore or they're like black and shoegaze. I'm telling you. Four or five minute intro. Four or five minute intro tells me they're like, they're well, Dude, I'll tell fucking... you to check out uh, another good little hidden gem. Carnavera. Uh, Carnavera? Yeah, just give me a sec. I'll pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Fucking pull it up. Carnivora. C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-A. R-N-I-V-O-R-A. Boom. Okay, now, so I'm trying to get some more gear for the show. I'm getting some more gear for the show. I'm just, I just got to, like, move some stuff around in my house. Like I told you last (laughs) time you were here. Yeah. Um. So one of those sweet little toys that I'm gonna get is a switchboard. Hell yeah! A little, a little fucking switcher board. It's melodic hardcore. What? <laughs> Shit! I like that. I think you will. Yeah. No. Just. Okay, uh, okay. Just. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get a switchboard. So maybe in that time, we maybe when it it comes to decimate. We can get you and Sloan on here, and in that time I'll have my switchboard and we can fucking listen to some of the submissions and listen to some of the bands and stuff and talk about the bands together. Hell yeah. Now there's, uh, I was kind of hoping to, like, I know we were talking about that, but uh, one of the big things that I was kind of ho- hoping to do potentially with, the, uh, with you with this was for Decimate kind of do uh, the, the early sneak previews and uh, announcements and stuff like that for lineup, kind of like Metal Nation Radio used to be for Loud as Hell. Of course, of course. Maybe uh, talk, uh, get to talking to Sloan a little bit more about that, right? Of course, man. Whatever the fuck you need, whatever you need. So you know, there's so much yeah. that I want to do, right? But yeah, I only got man. so much I can. So now let's go back into your submissions here. What is another one of your favorite ones that you've gotten that isn't local? That isn't local. Oh, my goodness. There is this. <laughs> uh, shoot. Grandma Drives a Datsun is the name of the song. It's a band from over in Europe. I believe it's uh, England. They're from, if I'm not mistaken. And it. It is just absolutely hilarious. It's nothing but parody about these guys dressing up as grandmas and going on stage and just saying about everyday grandma problems. That in, sounds like, awesome. in, a, in, a, in a core, in a core metal uh, style. Really, that would be very interesting to see. Now, one thing that I'm hoping for when the scene comes back is shows to like go off again to go right off again now i know with horrify joel comes up with some very okay now i'm pretty sure joel hasn't played a show with a band before so he's fairly like new to the whole performing thing but he's taken to the idea of it very very like i'm very much like a fucking duck to water now it's good he's coming up with ideas for like so he 
put a fucking, let's just say he put a post on Facebook. He's like, does anybody out there want to come to the show on the 25th and like dress in a suit and I'll pay you 40 bucks? Just send me a message. I'll tell you what it's about. And then he like, I read the comments and he's like, preferably a Slavic man. (laughs) (laughs) So the funny thing with Joel is you don't know when he's joking and when he's not joking. (coughs) So we've got other ones like that in our scene too. And he's like, I keep bringing it up. I I love Joel so much. He's such a fucking rad guy. I keep bringing it. I bring it up. I brought it up on the last couple fucking shows I've done because I'm getting very excited about our first show. Now we did the live sessions on Saturday I've gotten the first videos for those. So Thursday, Thursday, we might be showing some of these live streams that we did. And we planned out some new, some new ideas for the interview portion of it. Because you know me, I do my, my interviews pretty loosey goosey, pretty off the cuff, right? Well, that yeah, none of those structured, not none of those structured questions. Yeah, it doesn't really translate well to like in the studio when we have a time frame and we want to get the most, uh, the most authenticity. No, not it's always authentic, bro. Nate Trash is one hundred percent real all the oh, time. No, it's, it's just that that authentic flow. I mean, like just that whole lack of structure, just let it free flow, kind of. Not, not quite that. Um, that yes, yes, in a sense, but more. <laughs> More, we want like the best parts of it, and not the in betweens. So like, now it's it's finally. Oh, Jeff's here. Jeff's here. Jeff, thank you so much for tuning in, brother. Um, so, what we realized is we have to get the. I have to sit down and do the thing that I dreaded the most, and that's sit down and think of questions, and then revise <laughs> revise the questions, and then send them to my my guest. And let my guest uh, go through the questions and then like let them get them in their heads so that when I ask the questions, they've already thought about it. So it's gone from more of an improv, have fun thing to what it's supposed to be, to be now, though. Right. It's supposed to be a professional, structured, like, internet show so that I can gain more viewers and build a stronger platform so I can promote the bands better. And everybody can really just come to the show and get more and more value out of it every time. So that way, when a big band comes to the show, it's not going to be like they're just helping out a small guy. They're coming to the show because it's part of the promotion cycle of their bookings. Oh, hell yeah. And then the little bands come to the show, and they get a big boost from it. That's what I want. That's the fucking dream, man. To watch a band's numbers way up. Being with uh, with Jeff and Loud as Hell for, for as long as I have, watching some of these bands that for their like first or second show coming up, and then watching them grow to what they are today and, and coming back, and it's just like, wow! To watch that progression has just been beautiful, right? Uh, yeah, shouting out my boy fucking Nathaniel again because we're so close. I that's what I watched with him and Ray, so I remember. Ray was having a hard time with music and stuff. And I was like, okay, so you got to, you got to start making music with Nathaniel because Nathaniel's the only one who's making, making content and like creating stuff at the same rate that you are. So, cause Ray jumped from band to band to band and 
always came across the same thing. She was getting stonewalled for throwing ideas at the band, and then the band not going quick enough for her ideas. So, her and Nathaniel are a dream team, and I watched No Hope for the Lost. I watched Deadlights go from Deadlights and then get rebranded to No Hope for the Lost, and I watched them strike gold with it. And then they, I remember when they got Loud as Hell last year. Because we have a group chat for the Trash Talk group. And Nathaniel's like, that's my guy. That's my the guy I take all my ideas to. So I can get a, a like, a, hey man, that's not going to work. Or like, yeah, that's a great idea. Nathaniel jumped in there and was like, Ray actually messaged me. And Ray's like, okay, so we got Loud as Hell. But Nathaniel's, Nathaniel's a little bit worried about it. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to him. <laughs> so I messaged Nathaniel and I was like, let me guess. Now, instead of being stoked about getting loud as hell, you're worried you're not going to be able to get any of it together in time and it's going to fall apart. <laughs> so, yeah. so he worked it out. Um, there was a couple setbacks with session musicians that were going to do it and then weren't able to do it. And then I told Nathaniel, like, regardless of what happens, you're still going to put in the best effort and you're still going to learn from all of this and you're still going to know what you need to fix for the next time. And that, that's like the position that I'm in with my band. So, so Nathaniel pulled the rabbit out of the hat and did it and nailed breakfast. And like, I was... My head was in my hands and I was I was beat right up and I still made it for their set and I was super it was super good. impressed. It was so good. Like I, I was I think a lot of us who were actually there to witness that were actually quite impressed and cause a lot of us have, have seen a lot of their struggles in and out of uh, of music, right? Personally and professionally. And and getting to be a part of, of something so special, being a part of the lives like that. Is something that I've really come to treasure a lot. Same right? here, same here. When um, when I made the choice to do the show and not do the band stuff, like the band stuff fell into place, and I'm just going with the flow for it, no force, just letting it happen. But I I set out to do the show, to make the choice to do the show, and that was specifically so I could get back into the scene again because I knew I had to. It's my, it's, this is my home. These are my people. You're, you're my fucking people. The people that are in the chat that I, that go to the shows that buy the merch that need to, that need to, oh, drop me a song and drop me a song that you're listening today. What are the bands that are around right now? Is there any shows going on? Those people too are just as important and being able to always share a, a page or like drop a link or like know that there's bands around man that's what it's all about and to see how oh, the years yeah. the years have just disappeared and like i remember getting onto facebook groups and then when it just exploded with with the groups right and all that content getting distributed was was beautiful like that's because of the those uh the the exponential growth of those kind of groups like man i wouldn't have heard of, of uh bloody wood Right, I wouldn't know about them. Fucking dope ass band that I found a couple of years back. Things like that, and then uh, the 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 Who, right? H U. Oh yeah, they're crazy. 
Oh, hell yeah. They're a remix with Jacoby. So, they're, I love the fact that they are on tour with big bands because their yeah. traditional style, their throat singing, all of that. Like, that's, we need more of that. We need more multicultural. We need more inclusive everything. We need all of these new ideas and all of these yes. new experiences to spice up the fucking scene. Because to, if I fucking hear about another <laughs> fucking guitar player that spent $2,000 on a fucking guitar and all he's done since he was 8 years old till he was 28 years old is sit in his fucking basement and play the guitar, I'm, I'm going to fucking cry. I'm going to cry. You know? There's a place for that. Those are the guys... Those are the guys that we know are going to do okay. Those are the guys that are doing... They have a home studio. They're fucking... They, they're recording all their own stuff. They're putting it out. Okay, I know you're doing good. Rock and roll. I love you, bro. But I'm looking for the... I'm looking for the kids that got to fight for it. I'm looking for the ones that keep getting pushed away from it and still get pulled back in. There's somebody that, that came to mind, that, all, that whole push-pull... Yeah, like that whole dilemma aspect that you're talking about. Uh, I don't know why, but Tyler Dory just kind of popped in my head there. Okay, now actually, I have experience with Tyler Dory. I know Tyler Dory. Um, I played shows. He's with one Tyler of the crazy Dory. stories I have from Loud as Hell. Actually, uh, I played shows with with fucking uh, Death Toll Rising way back in the early World Class White Trash days, and I made a complete jackass of myself around those guys, and for some reason. For some reason, I never, I think I make it out to be a lot worse in my head. But Tyler Dory was always there and he was always so nice and he always hung out. And to see his transformation and his new, his new outlook and his new health choices and everything. Everything is, uh, it's amazing. Health wise, professionally, uh, uh, with the, with music, like everything he's done in the last, like his mentality and his outlook. It's just flipped around entirely and to like, cause it was to see him at loud as hell. And this is why loud as hell has become so important to me. Um, and why doing this, doing loud as hell on a larger capacity for trash talk is a big deal for me too. It's because of experiences like that. I want to document that. I want to document that for people. I want to document that for myself. I want to document that so I can pass it on to my child. I want to Give it to people so they can share it, you know? My first experience with uh, with Mr. Dory there was uh, he had a medical issue at, uh, at the festival the, the night before he was supposed to play. And I helped, uh, helped him out with that. And uh, just watching his, his growth transformation from there. Then speaking of which, this past year, like last year, I seen somebody I hadn't seen it loud as hell since, uh, since his band had played their last that was Mr. Vannon from Naraka. Yeah, it was really cool to see oh. Vannon there too. I see Vannon every right. once in a while. It's like it's so good. I hadn't seen him in years, right? Like part and parcel because I moved out to the West Coast, but at the same time, it's just uh, he wasn't really doing the festivals thing, right? But uh, he this, pulled this out past of the music year. thing entirely so he could start a business breeding snakes. Oh, yeah. The guy followed his dreams. And fucking went from being a trucker 
to breeding snakes, and he took the leap, and he absolutely killed it. That guy is a success a story. Like, he's, a, he's a success story. I like to keep in my back pocket to fucking tell oh, people when they're having a hard yeah. time. Yeah, no, because uh, he was he was no stranger to, to making his, his struggles known to, to encourage others. Just like, hey, if I'm getting through this, you can get through similar shit, too. He's always he was one of those big supports too back on the island. He's one of the few that that reached out periodically, just like, "Hey, bro, how you doing? I haven't heard from you in a while. How you keeping?" Right. And I was uh, looking back actually about that time of year on Facebook Messenger, and the amount of people that had messaged was unreal. It's like I I didn't think I made that big of an impact in, into this in this area, but I guess I have. Right? You don't really know until you know. And even then, like, do you do you really know? Because in the end, in the end, you're only going to see the people that message you. Right? You don't know the ones that just look at you in admiration, or in my case, look at you with, in, like, detrimental disgust. And if they get close to you and talk to you, they might hit you. You know? Yeah. That's how I think people like to look at me. And I could be just being dramatic for laughs on the show, but... You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes we, we actually do think that way. I'm a loud mouth. I know I'm a loud mouth. I'm very self-aware. I know I talk over people. I know I fucking... You can too. It's, it's not hard. I know I lip off a lot. It's like, I know that the we way... lip off? No, never. The, the way I, I know the way I interact <laughs> with people. Like, so I've had... Ex- oh, another festival I forgot to mention. Vernstock outside of Calgary. I almost died at that festival. <laughs> but yeah, so... I've, I've, the way that I interact and engage with people in the past was very off-putting that I, I found out over the years. And I've had a couple people tell me, but I've seen it more myself in the because I deleted my old Facebook uh, a while back simply because I didn't want to see the memories. I didn't, yeah. I didn't need to be reminded of that shit. I didn't need to be reminded how I missed all the funnest times of my life because I was absolutely loaded to the gills because of nerves, because of not because of the imposter syndrome I was trying to run away from the paranoia of thinking that everybody liked the band because it was a big joke, you know, and to come back, to come back with the new outlook and everything to, to, I still get that. I still get that. You know, I look sideways and I see somebody looking at me and it's like, Oh shit, look forward. They're staring at you. Don't fuck up. They might fucking, Write it down and send it yeah, to, and then you don't, under- don't trip and fall on your face. God forbid that yeah, somebody yeah. has a moment of exactly. Of, uh, and balance. Jeez. it used to really so people would get really mad about the way that I would act, like being trying to be the center of attention. People would get pissed, used to get pissed off about it, and like try and pick fights with me in the bar about it and shit. And it made me feel like a fucking big piece of shit, so I I'd get more fucked up, and it, that didn't help at all. But that was the only way I knew how to deal with it. Like, oh hell yeah! And now now it's like I fucking I really hope they don't feel that way, but I honestly don't fucking care because if they got a problem, I'm a lot better equipped to deal with it now. So I'm yeah, fucking going. Yeah, my was fucking that whole. I I don't know if you remember, but I was with uh, the gal Stephanie for a while there. No, She's I don't think I do remember. Anyways, yeah, no, I followed, uh, I thought I was following the heart, but it was actually the head and not the upper one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there, been there. <clears throat> so I followed her out to uh, West Coast, a uh, tumultuous relationship, and that crashed and burned. So that was the start of that spiral for me. And just from there, 
just kind of went every which direction. But it was it was kind of cool because the nice thing was is I could come and escape at, at music and just like have that <sighs> breathing time, that moment of yeah, I'm at work. Granted, yes, but just being there, being in that environment, all the stress and the worry and everything disappeared for that time. And that's the one thing that I, it still happens to this day, no matter what I've been doing. Like hell, like I said, before I did anything with, uh, with Jeff and Ryan years ago was other things, right? And it's always been that way. Yeah. So I've, uh, people always ask me, why don't you play music? You know, I used to drum. Yes but I gave up playing for helping promote and put on, right? It's, I find more I tried that out. too. I tried that too. Keep going, keep going. And I, I tried doing the whole playing thing, but you know, as much as I did enjoy it for just here and there, it's nothing that I'd really want to put anything into per se. I'd rather just help put it on. That's, I see uh, you transitioned. Your comforts transitioned with your fucking changes, with yeah. your change of mindset. So for the last few years, there's uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Wade, up in drum area. He's like, I'm putting together uh, this group and want to know if you want to be a part of it. She's like, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, I've heard you sing. You've got a decent voice. I'm like, oh, shit, you mean your ears didn't bleed? And he goes, buddy, no. <laughs> so the next I've been told a few times, I should probably start getting onto the mic. You know, once things start getting into into place a little bit more after school once get situated in the new career kind of thing right yeah dylan's gonna bring it on back for us i'll bring it old school and i'll i'll keep this going too right ponytails for life bro like dude and ponytails for life buddy that's this where be it's one of the last times this is gonna be probably recorded but the oh whole hair, yeah the, look at this guy look at this fancy just because of the fact that this is getting chopped again Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're telling me about that. My hair gets chopped every uh, every so often. It's every uh, so it's been five years this year coming up, nice. and uh, still got to get together with uh, Mr. Jeff there and uh, the rest of our crew. Decide where uh, where the funds we raised for chopping this are going to go. Nice, right. yeah, man. So like, so back to what you're talking about the stage and, and like trying to transition. So. I did the same thing, tried to transition, but at the same time, I still, I always had the itch to fucking make music, to yell into a microphone really loud, because for some reason, I think I'm good at it, even though there's people that are fucking tens of thousands of times better than I am, I still, for some reason, think that I'm good at it, and people might enjoy it, so I I stuck with it, Horrify popped up. And Russ was like, yeah, I got a bunch of other bands going on. Because um, he had Megiddo and he had Volkswagen. And they were active. Like, they were playing shows. Yeah. Megiddo released a music video, recorded a fucking album. Um, Volkswagen recorded a new album, was playing shows. Like, they were booked for Loud as Hell before uh, before COVID hit. And, like, yeah. shit was fucking going good. So I was like, "I'm. it's never going to be. Russ was like, I want to play drums for a band. I was like, all right, I'll come in and fucking, I want to play guitar. And he ended up doing the guitar riffs and I was trying to practice, but I just, I can't practice. I don't have the fucking attention span. 
So I never thought Horrify was going to pick up. And then we got Joel, and I was just I just kept going with it. They kept writing music, and I was like, yeah, I'll keep doing it. And then we got, they're like, find a bassist. We got Scott, and now we're at this point where I never thought I would be back to again. And I don't, and I was like, are we sure? Are we sure about this? Like, I got the show, I got the podcast going on, I got a, I got a, my family, I got the job, and the, these guys aren't putting pressure on me, and I'm not putting pressure on myself, I'm going with it, but now I'm looking at the stage, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, every time I think about it, I get this fucking thousand-yard stare, man. And well, it's like, like the whole Enfield just starts disappearing I get further and further fucking, down. I get, I get, and I don't want to disparage anybody who's got veterans for family members, but I get war flashbacks and I get fucking, is this, is this what happens? Is this what's going to happen now? Like, yeah, we're living traumatic moments. And then my mind flips and it's like, this is going to be really good. This is going to be really, really fucking good because now the guys I'm working with, we're all on the same page. Everybody's got their same fucking foot in the fucking hole. Everybody's got their fucking foot in the hole and they're all taking the fucking risk if something fucking is inside that fucking hole. It's the cohesion. Yeah, and uh, and everybody creates quick and everybody fucking works hard. And we jam good, and we practice hard, and like our first show's coming up at the end of the month, and it's at the, my favorite place. I, I couldn't imagine it being anywhere else but fucking Vern's. It's poetic fucking justice, man. That was God. the last show that I ever fucking played with world class white trash. Ever. You know, there's something got to be said about Vern's, right? It's it's a it's a staple. It's it's been there. And I love the guys who say I love every I love the people who shit on Burns. I love it. I love it. Oh, you shit on wow. Burns until you need a fucking show and Clint's buying you a fucking beer. You shit on fucking Burns. Oh yeah. Like yeah, don't no, fucking tell me that you fucking <coughs> didn't finish a fucking night at Burns. Fuck, what was it? Uh when I was uh doing the uh, hazardous materials uh burlesque show with Sloan for Decimate fundraiser at Burns back like two years ago now yeah two years ago and uh <laughs> i walk into the bar and i hadn't been to Vern's in like four maybe five years i walk in and clint looks and he does the whole like okay yeah no it's you and he goes he goes and grabs grabs it nonchalantly the beer that i used to always get when i was there cracks it open sets it down and he pats me on the shoulder good to see you again just like good to see you too can I get a hug with that? And he goes, fuck it. So he comes in and gives me a hug. Like, I appreciate the beer, but uh, I don't drink anymore. Well, fuck. Nobody else is going to drink that piss. Uh, he always, I always walk in and then he's like, hey, Nate, how you doing? And then I say, I like tell everybody that that's my dad or that's my uncle and fuck you. <laughs> And then he comes out, and then he starts hitting on my fucking girlfriend every time. No matter who I'm with, he says the same fucking thing. And I think it's been one, two. Wait, there was there was there was Juanita, Tara, or Juanita, Ruby, Megan, Tara, 
and now there's Alex. I feel like I'm missing one in there, but but Clint's seen a couple of them, and he always says that he always fucking throws down the same line. It's like he he realizes that it's not the same one. And he's like, I can use these lines again. <laughs> so that's the same night at Vern's over there uh, for that burlesque. At the end of the night, uh, the MC goes, I need some volunteers to come up on the stage, please. So two girls get up there, and Sloan and uh, Aaron is there with his sister, and they're just like, get up there. So they shut me up on stage. It's like, yeah, we're having a dance-off. Okay, yeah, no, not a problem, right? And then, so there any more volunteers? No, just these three? Okay. So she goes, oh, did I say dance-off? I meant strip-off. And I go to walk off the stage. Both the girls that are on the stage with that volunteer, they're just, they grab me on each shoulder. They're like, nope, let's see what you have. Yeah, sexy Dylan. I'm like, ah. Oh. Dylan's packing a fucking donger for sure. Well, I know uh, it. He's got a fucking elephant <laughs> trunk between his legs. Sloan videotaped this entire thing. Sloan taped this entire thing. Deadly. I'm going to get it from her. All right. I'll gladly show you myself too. Hell. <laughs> We're not so, anyways, a whole separate I'm dancing there and I'm stripping and you can hear people in the back. You can hear Aaron and, and Sloan and other people all in the background. Take it off! Right? Well, I do the whole dirty dance in the chair with the, the whole water drop. And uh, you the girls filthy are both, fucking bugger. I bet you so, did it. I bet you did it in high heels too. I bet you pulled your own high heels nope. out and did it. We did it in steel welder steel toe boots. Yeah, you fucking did. That's what we wear, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I, I get up off the stage and Clint I was like walking by he goes, There's some things I can never unsee. <laughs> yeah, you can never fucking Yeah, there's also some things you can never see too, Clint, like your fucking toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, you can, in the video, you can clearly hear Aaron and a couple other guys, guys, not women, go, keep going, when I was stop stripping. Oh, yeah, they think you're embarrassed. They think you're oh, embarrassed. They don't realize I started to, and then the MC, she's like, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't, you don't realize that you're, they don't realize you're a fucking boss. But yeah, that's illegal to get naked in bars that don't have the right permits. I mean, I got a sock on there. Hey, oh. A fucking tube sock. A fucking knee-high fucking tube sock. One of yeah. them white knee devils. Knee-high sock that's not even on my foot. One of them not, one of them white devils that fucking... Yeah, it doesn't even match the ones on your feet. It's the white one <laughs> with the fucking blue and red stripe on it that the soccer players wear to cover it's their shit. White doesn't show stains. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fucking right. Nathaniel, Nathaniel just dropped a comment in the chat. He said that... The Verns, the world, the last world class white trash show at Verns was that the actual final show. And then he said, that, he's like, I, I, I went to what, two or three final world class white trash shows. I heard that a lot. I heard that a lot. Like, oh, you're not breaking up. You're not breaking up. But yeah, we fucking yeah, that, did. We sure. That was the running did. joke when I when I first started seeing you guys. It was that was that running joke? Oh, you're not breaking up. You're not breaking up. Yeah, when I was are, like. I was like, no, we're fucking totally fucking done. And we, we were. Like, we were. Darcy's still done. I, I told Darcy uh, some of the good news about shows and stuff. And he hasn't messaged me back about it. Because we jammed in the summer. Like, with the yeah. old world-class white trash lineup. Like, my cousin Andy was there on drums. And Jesse came down and fucking played bass. 
and I ate a bunch of mushrooms and let's I was running around and fucking just having a bang up time. And we played some of the old songs fucking dead tight. Oh. And there was some fucking, some misty eyes going around and we were drinking beers and the automatic fucking question comes up. What if we played a show? And I, I almost like, oh. can't remember who said it, but I almost leaped across the table and like dove down their fucking throat. Like, no. No, 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 no. No. Like, like, oh, oh, how about another relapse? You know, like, like. Yeah, that hurts so much the first time. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I would love to shove that shit back up my ass after I felt the relief of taking it. You know, like I I love world-class white trash. That's where I cut my teeth. That's where I formed all of my knowledge and got all my skills and fucking got all my fucking networking abilities and contacts and fucking everything came from that fucking band. And it started when I was 17. I'm 30 years old now. So I, that band, like I got that shit tattooed on my fucking skin forever. That was the date of our, that was the date of our first fucking show in Vancouver. Yeah. And, but I will never do it again. I'll never fucking do it again. You've got, you were talking about ink here uh, last summer about uh, about certain meanings and tattoos and whatnot. And I, I'm still trying to get this sorted out and what I'm going to do for my music one, right? Because, like, fuck, there's so much that means so much. Like, like the date, right? What was, get the uh, one that one I got. Get the one that is- I got. And it's a music note with a big X crossing it out. Oh, yeah. So, because music is terrible. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, no, I've got this tattoo that's wrapped around, kind of like the whole wrap around thing, right? Kind of want to do that with dates and Roman numerals all across my left left arm, forearm, up like which loud as hell, and have certain uh, numbers and whatnot, and little symbols to dedicate to certain things, right? Just make it some oh, really yeah. cool hieroglyphic kind of tattoo style. Well, I'll have to fucking show up early on thursday and maybe we can fucking or maybe like in the next couple months or something before loud as hell because i i'm I, the weeks leading up to loud as hell jeff is not fucking tattooing i bet but maybe we can oh. go down to fucking drum heller together and get a tattoo from mr fucking jeff and go say hello you've got a couple months wait for that for for him there yeah hey, so we got to book ahead maybe we'll book it for next year pre loud as hell ah hell there we yeah, go. Then get we nice get in good. straight to the pit. Yeah, then we can get in good. Then there's no fucking <laughs> in-between time. Because that's one thing with fucking good tattoo artists. Even if you're one of the fucking homeboys, you can't push the customers around. Never. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Uh, you know, recently, in the last couple of years, I've been getting asked more and more if I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing or if I'm going to take a break at all from doing the fests what do you mean take a break yeah you know just go in and enjoy it um i tried that so uh battalions first year i I missed the the, uh, all the years leading up to its final one i was at and every single one i bought a ticket went there with the intention of not working but ended up working 
It's just who I am. Right? That's kind of like, that's what I'm hoping to do this year too. <laughs> when I, to go out, to go out is I want to be, because I am the loud guy. I am the fucking, I'm all, I know everybody. And if I don't know you, I want to meet you. So this year, loud yep. as hell. That's why I'm hoping that, because with my shirts and stuff, I'm going to be getting Trash Talk Hi-Viz shirts, too, for my crew. So, my crew is also going to be told, you know, hey, you guys are like beacons, okay? So, if somebody comes up to you and asks you something because they don't know you, like, I'm going to be putting word around the festival that we got all the tips you need, we any information you need, find one of my crew members, Ask them if you can't find a security guard. If somebody's busy, you can find one of my crew members. They'll give you the lowdown. They'll give you a bottle of water if you need it. They'll point you in the direction of wherever you need to go, you know? Want to fucking help out so this shit can get bigger and keep going better and everybody can enjoy it for longer because it gets bigger and everybody benefits more. So here's the cool thing is there's for years we've talked about what you need to bring out to Loud Assault to survive right yeah. it's, it's been an ongoing theme of talks <clears throat> well let's say uh in the very near future you might see something come to fruition that uh you can actually buy in terms of uh in terms of that survival guide oh shit okay so like because uh i i've been i've been thinking and talking about this idea of, of putting it personally together and just you know the, the care package idea yeah, yeah buddy do that. hell yeah a couple of couple of uh couple of loudest hell labeled fanny packs filled with <laughs> filled with the loudest hell essentials like uh a toothbrush and a mini toothpaste Bro. dude uh, like we've got how many days of mayhem and debauchery at loudest hell but that's a fanny like, pack you can cut it yeah so but if you be. get the same if you get the fucking fanny packs that troy had yeah yeah, that, that's that's why I don't want to do that. It's because they already have something like that. But oh. I was thinking, you've got you got you got to have things like water bottles. You got to have things like sunscreen. So you're talking a whole motherfucking over the shoulder fly fishing vest with fucking setup. Either that or uh, or backpack with like a hose full of fucking or a beer. Or bag. Yeah. Have two hoses. Have two hoses for the drinkers, one with vodka. And well, one if it's with pack, then yeah, your, your entire outer shell of that is all fucking booze and whatnot. Or in our case, yeah. like Gatorade with electrolytes, bud. You know, a Gatorade probably more than likely with a shot or two of five hour. Spicy. So hey, okay, I've taken a liking to Joker energy drinks. Joker. Um, yeah. I've looked it up. How are they? They're they work amazing. They're the, they're the off not. brand though. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna approach them for a sponsorship. I'm gonna okay. send them a picture. I'm gonna send them a picture of like a couple bags full of fucking Joker cans and just be like, hey, <laughs> I run a podcast. I I go to shows. I go around where people are at, and I could you send me some free energy drinks. I'll promote some free energy drinks, man. <laughs> okay, so I got uh, a couple of years back before I moved away to the island. Monster came down to Drumheller, and these girls were on. Uh, there was one on horseback, one on bike, another one was uh, one on fucking horseback. Did that? Yep. Yeah. 
Did that horse drink any of the monster? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, they dropped off a couple cans of monsters at the farm there for us on the way down to the bar. And uh, so I took some snaps of it and shot it on Instagram and, and tagged him in it, right? Well, they're just like, that's actually a pretty cool photo. So they've used it a few times. And in uh, in terms of using it, they've they provided me with a month's worth of monster back then. Dude, fuck. I didn't realize they had so many goddamn flavors back then. I remember them. They're, they're slowly bringing them back in with just new labels on them. M80. M80. So fuck, we need that. The M80 now. The M80 is now the Rockstar Revolt grape. Oh, that's not the M80 I remember. The M80 was the grape one, wasn't it? No, that was the the Mad Dog. Peach Mango. That was the Peach Mango monster. Ooh, Peach Mango. They'll bring it back. They'll fucking bring it back. You watch. You know how many monsters they got now? It is in the States. It's not here in Canada. Fucking. Fuck the states, man. Mm. <laughs> you know what else they got? They got fucking got cinnamon toast crunch popcorn. Dude, they've got so many fucking sodas down there that are unbelievably good. They've got they got the original mellow yellow with with cane sugar. I do fagos, man. Fago is my favorite pop ever. Fagos, oh god. I love ICP. I love fago pops. I I actually enjoy their strawberry. They got the pineapple ones pretty good too, man. Fucking right, fucking right. So like, let's get back let's get back on topic here, and then we'll bring this full circle around, and we'll do some shout outs, and we'll wrap it up. All right, how's cool, that cool. sound? Okay. What are you looking forward to once fucking festival season hits? Because festival season hits in May. Now. Not the first festival, but this is when this is when it starts. The weather is is like, okay, I'm deciding it's fucking spring summer now, and like, Horrify's got a show in March, and we might, I might, me and Troy talked on the podcast about maybe getting Planet Eater down and doing a fucking weekend run, Calgary Red Deer, and maybe uh. because Jeff's maybe if Jeff is still lurking in the chat, maybe we can fucking work neighbors pub into there too, right? So I'm fucking started already. I'm started already. I'm fucking getting geared up. I've got little pieces of money getting put away. I'm looking thinking about equipment. I'm talking to my partner Nick about like little things about equipment too, so I can be totally ready and set up. I'm looking forward to fucking putting it all into action. What are you looking forward with to when festival season starts, buddy? Oh. You know, that's probably one of the most difficult questions that I actually get asked a lot, regardless of interviews or not. And it changes every single time, right? Depends on how I'm feeling. Right now, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just being able to get the festival up and festivals up and running to do what we can to bring live entertainment back that is sorely much needed, as we all know, right? Just to be able to provide that escape, that 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 sense of togetherness, right? That camaraderie that we often get. Like we, we need that more than ever, that connection. We need that back because we've been a little too divided in my, in, for my own personal liking these last few years. And if uh, that's one thing that these festivals are good at is, is bringing us back together. 
getting us in that state of remember what matters the most. Right. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most at this current time. And it's probably also due to the fact that, well, I've got a lot going on that would make me feel that way probably until it starts going. Right. But once like, once it actually hits home and sinks to the bones that this is, this is happening. There's no looking back, no turning back. That's when it'll be like, okay, now what I'm looking forward to is the sheer rush of the adventure. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I can't wait to see who pops up. Bro, year 10, this is for Loudest Hell, is going to be insane. I cannot wait like, to see the fucking band list. Two-year hiatus for, for Armstrong to come back for your 12, like they are. Like, that's going to be fucking nuts, too. So we got AMF that's looking absolutely killer this year, right? Loud as hell is looking out. Dude, be prepared to, to get taken out in, in, a, in a coffin or in a casket at the end of Loud as hell because this is going to blow your minds. I was taken out in a fucking casket last year. Okay, I was not resurrected until four days later. So up yours, up yours, Jesus. <laughs> um, just just giving you the, the heads up, right? Uh, no, I'll be good this year. I'm prepared this year, buddy. Yeah. I'm prepared this then, year. This year is gonna be, this year is gonna be killer because I got a lot more riding on it this year. This is where I can really break some bread with the with with some some really great people this year and actually remember yeah. it and i'm super super fucking stoked man i can't wait i really can't wait but i have to wait because i have to fucking refill my fucking bank account i gotta do the same thing here too fucking right so dylan this is the part where you lay down all your shout outs well First and foremost, of course, you got to give that shout out to mommy, right? Thanks for popping me out when you did. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, no seriousness, like yeah. I'll no. let your mom know that you said that. Alrighty, cool. You can tell her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yes. This is, this is one of the reasons I love you. That quick wit. Yeah, no, it's like everybody that that's watching this, like, and that gets to hear about this, like. The entire metal community, I just want to give the shout out to. It doesn't matter if you play, you promote, you organize, you just attend, like no matter what it is, just thank you to all you guys. Right? That's a huge shout out. That's why we keep doing it. That's right there is why we keep doing it. For everybody involved. See, and that's why it's so hard to do shout outs, like specifically the name of people out. Obviously, we got Sam and we got Jeff, right? We got Trav, Travnik, we got Jesse, right? Nate. Nick, we got a lot of fucking people, right? Like fucking Nate and Nancy, Cam and Celestia, like all these all these people that were there and have always been supportive in and out of the scene. Right? That have that have given those personal messages that, that have given me the chance of trusting me, right? That and yeah. I can't I can't thank everybody enough. Right? Those shout outs. Yeah, no, I, I I feel that shoutouts are kind of hard to do because that aspect of just conveying 
how much sentiment and meaning <laughs> just can't be put into words. <laughs> I agree with so. you on that, man. We also, people like us, we give shout outs every time we fucking, every time we think about people, we fucking send them a message, drop them a line, fucking give them a fucking comment, a like. We, We've we've been through the fucking we've been through the fucking pain of having to apologize to everybody for for them for putting them through the fucking ringer, you know? And to get that those apologies accepted and still be able to carry on, man, of course there's nothing but gratitude there. There's nothing but fucking pure love, respect, loyalty, all the fucking beautiful things, man. You're a fucking great guy, Dylan. I'm I'm very appreciative and I fucking I'm uh, I'm very glad to be able to call you fucking friend and brother, man. Fucking rights. Much love, bro. Fucking rights. Jeff Bury, you are a straight class motherfucker. I think he's just saying that we have straight class and calling us motherfuckers. Jeff's a sweetheart, and I'm. Well, I think, I think he's got to be. Yeah, yeah, he's got to have quite a bit of class to put up with uh, with our kind of trash. Yeah, buddy. To just to to see. <laughs> Because I was a little embarrassed about last year because of how I handled myself. But I needed that too. So that I could kind of like get it out of my system. Because it was a party for me too. Right now, it's not the worst thing we've ever seen and it's not going to be the last thing we've well, ever seen. And that's right too, you know. I, I, I had a good crew. I still got that crew. They kept me, they checked me up out after and I dealt with it. Now I'm coming back fucking flame and hot Cheetos, man. Like... I got the full support of everybody still. Fucking, I got your support, Jeff's support. You guys got fucking trash talks, full fucking support. We are at your guys' disposal for any festival that you're a part of, Dylan. Let me know. You want to talk about doing promotion drops? We will set it up. You got a band that you like that is in town and wants to do a live stream, wants to do a live set in the studio, get some recordings? Let me fucking know. We will set it up. No fucking problem, man. For sure, for sure. So, my shout-outs are Camp Misfit Clothing, Canadian Extreme Metal Radio, Cursed Earth Apparel, Mountain Bistro, Bragg Creek. We're also looking at, of course, Absolute Underground Magazine, Octave Studio, Medicine Hat, and Nick the Music Dude. I got one more studio getting added to the list at the end of the month. but that's a, And that's a, one of my homeboys from, uh, from Lethbridge, Gigi. I can't remember. He's sending me details and stuff for that soon. Please, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't hit follow yet or subscribe here on Twitch, please do so now. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Dylan, you've been an absolute fucking peach as usual. Thank you so much for doing this. Tune in. Buddy, I'll have you, like I said, anytime, man. I'm I'm really glad that you wanted to do this. Um, I got to look at my calendar here because Thursday, I think this Thursday, I have Joni, Joni, oh my Lord, Joey Bonacia, also known as the Ghoul Father from Horror Punks USA. Now this guy is a fucking character and he likes to dress up. So fucking tune in for that, everybody. It's going to be wild and hilarious. This guy... This guy was cracking me the fuck up before I even asked him to do an interview. It was hard for me to get an inter- get a fucking an ask in because I had to keep fucking laughing at his shit. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm back on Thursday. 
And then I'm back again. Oh, Monday. The Monday after that is Valentine's Day. So I am not streaming that Monday. That's date night. And if it's not date night, then I might line up a thank or a Thanksgiving. Uh, a fucking Valentine's stream. So, from Dylan, from Nate Trash, this has been another episode of Trash Talk. Loud as hell is coming up. Decimate Metal Fest is coming up. Armstrong Metal Fest is coming up. We will have the lowdown on the release of all the tickets. So stay tuned. Cheers, guys. We are out.